Listener Production. On today's episode of Footy Talk, Essendon Footy Club legend David Zaharakis joins me in studio to talk about the controversial Bombers logo, how his Marty Bomb Rays are tracking in season 2023 and even drops a top four bombshell. But we don't just talk about Essendon here. We've got some Jeremy Howe news, Rochelle contract extension chat and Ethan Meldrum drops in with his top three stats. That's all coming up on Footy Talk. Welcome back to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy with all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Abby Holmes here for your Wednesday as per usual. And in studio today, we've got a treat for you. David Zaharakis, 226 games across 13 seasons for the Bombers, a former Essendon best and fairest Winner, of course, and an Ironman in training. Zaka, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Abby. Yes, in training. Hopefully in training. Uh, someday soon, maybe December, I might be a full Ironman on the cards. How is it all coming along? You stepped away from, you know, the, the footy world a few seasons ago, of course. But um, to be trying your hand at Ironman, I applaud you. We trained together yes. uh, down at Hurt Locker with Brad, of course, yes. and um, just watching what you were going through. It makes me squirm a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, to be honest. I, um, my last couple of years of footy, well, even before that, I was always someone that loved the grind. Mm-hmm. I, I love training. I was always one of the first there, one of the last to leave and just love the ins and outs of footy. And, but later in my career, in the last probably couple of seasons, uh, I just didn't love it. And uh, I, yeah, it, was, it became a grind for me. And I, um, I didn't enjoy that part of footy. Uh, and even, I mean, footy players, you get up at 6, 6.30, you go to train at 8 o'clock and there all day. Um, but I hated that part of footy in my last couple of years. And then now, uh, two years later, I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning, um, and training more than I was with footy and, and absolutely obsessed with it. Uh, I love it. Uh, I love the, just the, uh, the elements and the physical challenge of, uh, three different, um, uh, yeah, run, (laughs) bike, swim. Um, and yeah, I do it every day now and, uh, I, um, yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. True or false. You said to Brad before you started training that anything over 10 kilometers, you're overtraining. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, and also said I was going to do it for fun, uh, when I first started and my partner Amy, uh, said this the other day that it's turned from fun to a lot more serious and yep. she hardly sees me now. So, uh, but you do, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm putting it on Instagram a lot and I'm getting a lot of responses from people, um, saying that. Yeah, that you get that 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 bug and and you do get obsessed with it and and, and you love it and um, mm. it's turned to a a real competitive thing for me now post footy, which is what I was kind of looking for last year playing playing footy locally and I wasn't really enjoying that either. Yeah. So I think footy's kind of uh, done for me now and it's onto a new challenge, which is now Ironman and and it came off the back of actually Australian Survivor going on that mm-hmm. and getting that competitive edge and going okay, well, what's actually next in my life and and now it's Ironman and I'm absolutely loving it. That's another thing that we have in common. But I, I'm definitely your favourite training partner, aren't I? You are yeah. definitely yes. yes. On Saturday mornings, it's uh, it's great down there. Love uh, that. You you do sleep in during the week. I do uh, anything. Yeah. I even seven thirty this morning. I said that is borderline too early for me. <laughs> um, but anywho, it's great to have you in studio yes. and very fitting actually with all of the current news that is dominating. Mm the AFL landscape with the Bombers and the logo. We can't escape the news, can we? We cannot escape the news. So you were a diehard Essendon fan as a young boy growing up. You obviously played 13 seasons with the Bombers as well. So you were the best person for us to speak to right now. Where do you sit? Where do you sit? Uh, Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I can now talk as a fan of the footy club. Yes, I'm a past player, but I've got no connection besides being 
past player at the moment to the club and and obviously being a fan as a kid. So it's an interesting one. I remember being there as a player. Um, Essendon have some strict uh, constitution and, and laws around. They're very traditional. Yeah, they're very traditional. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, yeah, obviously a lot of people that have supported the club for 60, 70, 80 years and the club's are over 150 years old. So I remember playing there um, and we were looking at alternate strips at the time uh, when I was playing and obviously the AFL went through a lot, that big period of changing strips and, yep. and not wanting to clash. And I remember something about the constitution of the sash even back then and it was um, you couldn't change the sash or you couldn't not have the sash. It was in the constitution that every single game you played in had to have a, a, a version of the sash there and you couldn't change it to put the emblem on for a class jumper and that. So I'm not sure what the go is with the logo mm-hmm. and the name and all that, whether that's written in the constitution about hard laws about changing that. But um, yeah, for me growing up, the bombers uh, and the symbol, I, I understand the symbols change and they do evolve and the logos change, but the bombers and all that, for me, the bombers is a brand. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's been such a. You've been uh, the bombers since 1940. Yeah, I'm since gonna... 1940. And, and me growing up in the nineties, the bombers wasn't, there was no connotation with, obviously we had the original name started in 1940 war and, and wartime, wartime yeah. and that kind of thing. But for me, the bombers is now a brand. It's a world known brand and, and that's because the commercial team's done so well over the probably the last 30, 40 years, making it Australia and world uh, known now that the Essendon Footy Club is the Bombers and it's just, that's the brand, the Bombers. Mm, it's agreed. not, yeah, for me, it's not an association with war or anything like that. It's just, that's, that's what the brand is. So it's all very interesting now with the logo and changing it. I hope they don't. Um, you look at it and as I said, I know things evolve, but Right now, I don't think it's a, a great time to do it. Um, no. And I definitely don't think it's ever a good time to change the Bombers. I think that's the name that the Essendon Footy Club should always be. Yep. Um, because for me, there's no association with anything like that. Yeah, David Burham sent out a letter on the logo. He said, we are conducting a preliminary research project which centres around the Essendon brand and its elements. We will always be called the Bombers, which is great. But a few people have also said that it might have something to do with a rebrand around mm. the past 10 years as well, which you have been, of course, heavily involved yep. with. It's history and, and we all know that it's in the past and it happened and it's there, but you don't just erase it. and. Yeah, it, it frustrates me a little bit that I feel, even when I was playing in that 2017, 18, 19 period, that the club was always using that as an excuse for how we were going or mm-hmm. um, we're, or we're still trying to come out of it. We're still doing this. And I feel like the players at the time were, even at the time, there's only like four or five of us there at the club at that 2018, 19, 20 period that were there going through it. So the majority of players and new players never went through that, um, the drug saga stuff. And, but we were always constantly reminded of, oh, we're trying to come out of it. We're going through this and it's a rebranding period or it's a, it's a, it's a new period in the club. And everyone there was like, well, we're not really involved in this. Like, let's just move on and just play footy. Everyone's moved on except for those that keep bringing it up. Exactly. That was exactly my point that I was just about to say that no one brings it up unless people want to bring it up and remind everyone of it. Mm. And no one else does. So, um, it's an interesting time that the club still reverts back to this rebranding. Um, we want to come into the new fold, the new era, but that's just what a club and uh, new players do and new coaches do organically anyway. So we've got a new coach now, Brad Scott. The club's going really well with new young players and new young talent, um, players that were, weren't there at the time. And that's just organically how it happens now. The club's in a new age and we're going really well and fans are pumped about the future and we're excited about that stuff. I don't feel like we need a rebrand or anything like that. And as I said, it frustrated yeah. the hell out of me when I was playing that we kept reverting back to, oh, we're doing this because of this. And it's like, well, no, we're just now a new team and it's a new year and it's a new era yeah. of the footy club. We don't need to keep reminding everyone. Everyone knows it. We can all tell our own stories about it in our own time. We're never going to escape the fact that it that it happened, but we don't need to keep 
using it as an excuse no. uh, to move forward. And the Bombers is a very exciting place to be at the moment. We'll get into that here yes. in just a few moments. But let's just run through a couple of the injury updates. Jeremy Howe, the big one. Um, he is eyeing off a return. Round one, it was horrific. Four breaks in the armour, yeah. I think it was. He also did his AC, yep. then had an infection as yeah. well. So he got smacked a couple of times there. But looking forward to having him back out there on the ground. Oh, he's a highlight show. Uh, yep. The AFL highlight reel is uh, Jeremy Howe. And I watched that incident again last night on the news, mm. uh, how he fell. And yeah, it was a nasty, nasty break uh, for him. But you want exciting players like that. And I mean, he plays in one of the most exciting teams in the AFL right now. And he just creates uh, the element um, of exciting footy that he brings people to go watch him take hangers and uh, yeah, and drive off halfback mm. for him. So hopefully he's right and ready to go uh, pretty quickly for him. St Kilda might be getting a couple back through the VFL as well. Jack Billings, Zach Jones, Daniel McKenzie, all set to make their long awaited returns from mm. injury as well in the VFL, as I said. Another interesting one, clubs are expected to stress education and compliance around skin infections. Um, it's an interesting one. Um, Dan McStay expected to miss another month yep. through infection. Yep. Um, as we know, Clayton Oliver um, missed through infection as well yep. of a blister. What's some of your experiences with that? Is it something that you worry about as a player? Oh, you know, footy clubs are, are pretty bad places for infections or viruses and, and they go through them. There's a few grubs. Yeah, there, there's a few there? grubs there, yeah, <laughs> that don't wash after training. Uh, I won't name names in my time at Essendon, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, one person comes in with a cough or a cold, it can spread through like wildfire and um, with infections, I mean, you're on the ground training if you get a cut and obviously there's um, there's things used on the ground. What am I trying to say? Um, there's chemicals used yeah. probably on the ground uh, out there. And I remember I, I got a Dane Zorko one year in 2019. It was the week, uh, two weeks before Anzac Day in 2019. Um, I went to spoil a ball behind him and he kicked his leg out and his stud went straight through the top of my knee. Um, and um, it was pretty deep. And I yeah, got it cleared out straight away from the doctors at the time. And when uh, that night I was at home and uh, my knee just blew up massively and it was red, it was hot. And I went straight to hospital and I was in hospital for three days, um, that year. And, um, that was an infection mm. because they said the chemicals probably in the ground with the dirt and the studs, um, gets in there and gets affected and doesn't matter how much we clean it and wash it. So things can happen. Um, I've had some blister stories over the years, yeah. not me personally, but players missing through blisters, but, uh, it's interesting that it's all kind of happening at once now yeah. in the AFL and, and this story gets blown up and, um, it's happened for the last probably hundred years, players getting blisters and infections, but it's hot topic right now. And, it always happens. And uh, yeah, I guess you got to look after yourself. You're not going to give us any names on the, the stinky side of things? I won't give you names, <laughs> no, but there are definitely a few culprits. What about thongs? Did, did you used to wear thongs in the shower? Because tinea, tinea is a, oh, a no. real life thing yeah. that you want to steer clear foot. of. It's yes. not great athlete's foot. Yep. Um, I'm definitely, uh, I've had that over the years, but yeah, I, I never wore thongs in the shower. Mm -hmm. It is, it's the dirty part is when players come off the track and you, you got to do hot colds and in, in your ice bars and stuff yep. and players just walk straight in the ice bars. You need to have a shower and rinse off for at least five or 10 seconds just to get that grubbiness or sweat off you. But no, some players just walk straight in the hot colds and yeah, uh, that's not a great environment. But no, there were some thong wearers there. Yeah. Um, yeah Adam Sard's one. He always, but he's a clean, he's a clean man. He loves, Adam Sard. yeah, he is a bit of a clean, yeah. clean freak. Um, and he's probably never missed through infection. So true. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. There's something in that. Method behind the madness. Yes. Hey, Josh Rochelle, in other news, extension at the Crows until 2029. Some big I, contracts getting oh, thrown around. There is, isn't there? 31, I yeah. saw the other day. But 
Josh Rochelle, he's one of my favourite players to watch. He brings that real kind of mm. EPL level yep. celebrations to his goals. He's an excitement machine and the Crows will be very happy to have him locked away for a number of years. I love watching him and mm. I love watching the, the small forwards from Adelaide. They get around each other, they celebrate. And I feel like in the last sort of five years, it's turning a little bit in the AFL where personalities are allowed. And I say allowed in um, in that context of uh, finally older people and older generations are, are getting around kind of just the personalities back in footy and you can celebrate a goal and carry on a little bit and um, and people take footy seriously and they want to win, but there's also a fun side of footy to it. And I love that that's coming back into AFL. Did you feel like you were unable to do that during your time? I feel like when I first got to the footy club, it was definitely frowned upon to be yourself uh, and really show your personality. Yeah. Uh, you kind of had to um, conform and, and fall in line and if you were having fun, it was kind of seen as you weren't taking footy seriously. Interesting. And that was the start of social media and all that. I remember I just get smashed down from older players about using social media and posting things here and there. And I wish I ignored it back then and, and grew it from there and was kind of one of the first ones to uh, really get amongst it. You but love a hashtag. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love using social media. <laughs> it's a great tool to connect with people and, and show your personality. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, it was definitely beaten down and trying to beaten out of you when I first started. And mm. I love the fact now people embrace personalities in AFL and you celebrate when you kick a goal and you embrace the fact that you love the game and you show you love the game, but then you obviously take it, players take it seriously, whether they yeah. have fun or not, you're taking the game seriously, but you were able to uh, enjoy yourself. Yeah, no, we love the emotion that players are now showing and yes. if everyone's listening, give Zacher a follow <clears throat> at Zacher 11 I yep, think it there is. You go. Yeah, there yep. you go. Thanks, <laughs> hey, let's get stuck into your Bombers. They are yes. having a very good season. Um, they're already surpassed their total win tally from 2022 in just 13 games this year, sitting at eight wins, five losses, six on the ladder. Mm. You still love the game. You still go to as many Bombers games yep. as, as you possibly can as well. How are you seeing them? Yeah, I, I try and get to every Melbourne game, and I think I have been this year, and yep. I went to Perth a couple weeks ago to see him, and um, oh, it's, it's amazing the way the club's turned around. And uh, soon as Brad walked in the door, I'm obviously still close with a couple of players there, and their first initial thoughts were that, yeah, this is going to change. It's mm. it's an amazing feeling. The, the players loved it, and I think just his ruthless nature, he kind of gave him a rude awakening early and kind of said to a few players, you're kidding yourself if you this is how you think you're professional. And um, I think it was a shock to a, a system of a few players, I think especially post-Christmas, um, that break. Uh, yeah, again, it, it just woke players up. Um, I think I heard something that he put on the board, basically the top eight teams from last year and said, like, if you guys think you're close to this, then yeah, you're kidding yourself. And it really drove them over preseason to get better as a club. And um, he also brings an element of he lets the players play. So mm. offensively, it's just show you. I think Zach got mic'd up a couple of weeks ago on um, Fox Footy. Why did I say Fox Footy? Yeah. Well, not with me, no, but yeah. Channel 7, yeah. <laughs> got mic'd up. Or was it Channel 7 that mic'd him up? I don't know. But Zach got mic'd up Good. and his pregame speech was all about um, show your flair and, and show your weapons and bring your weapons. And yeah. I know that from Brad has been uh, offensively bring your flair and, and bring your A game and allow you to do that. But then defensively, it's if you don't chase and tackle, you're not playing. Mm. Um, and I think they, they bring that exciting kind of footy or try to bring that exciting footy that – um, Collingwood play and it's it's offensively just go take the game on and, and choose the best option you think but defensively it's we're going to crack down and we're going to try and put pressure on as much as we can. Their pressure has been unbelievable this year but isn't it amazing like a new coach walks in the door and just I guess from a, an Essendon supporter point mm. of view you can see that change that that change in intent. Yes. Um, yeah I don't know just the way that they approach the contest. Yeah I think it's gone from very system based um, and almost thinking about the game just too to much footy. to now just play footy and 
the fans are, are know going to the games that they they tell me all the time that they're loving seeing yeah. more instinctive footy from the players and and just being able to watch a brand of footy that's exciting um, that's yeah not kind of yeah system based footy it's we've got talent in our list that's talent that wants to just play footy. Um, Young Sam Durham, I love the way he plays, but he's a player that just plays on instinct uh, every single week. Mm. Um, Zach's thriving uh, in this system. Uh, he can really get his offensive game flair going. Kyle Langford can kind of play anywhere at the moment, and um, he's going really well uh, in that system. And I, I, I don't know. I just I think it's great for the footy club. Um, there's always a buzz when a new coach comes in. Yeah. I mean, Fly a couple of years ago at Collingwood yep. um, brought in this exciting flair, and, and now look where they're going. So I'm excited where the evolution of the team goes. Um, but right now sitting sixth, it's uh, it's a great start to the year and they've got a pretty good run home too. They do. I'm they excited do. about their run home. Hey, you mentioned Zach. Yep. You have said prior to him being announced as captain that this guy is an unbelievable leader and yep. he would be awesome in that role. How have you seen him take mm. to it this yeah. year? Yeah, I, um, I got frustrated early in the career when people uh, commented on the fact that of, of his leadership style and um, and they said, oh, he was didn't talk enough or didn't do this or that. Uh, Zach's someone that leads by example. He's someone that if you watch the way he goes about his footy and he's a footy nerd and he loves it, uh, you can get so much from that um, just by watching him and, and taking in what he does. And he's one of those players, as I said, that just the way he goes about his footy, his professionalism, the way he leads, the way he trains. I've never seen someone train as hard as Zach mm. uh, out there and uh, his intensity. Uh, so if you're someone that a young kid coming through the system, you look up to that straight away and you can take so much in that. And He's developed his verbal leadership over the last couple of years uh, to the point where now it's, I think, on a great level that obviously now he's captain of the footy club because, one, his professionalism and, and his lead, lead by example is A1, mm-hmm. and then now his verbal leadership has come through. But that takes time and that takes growth. But the other side of it was so important to the footy club at the time when they needed a guy to be just that that anchor of, of leadership by example, and this is how I do it, and come, come along with me. Uh, Zach's... Yeah, been number one in that area. And um, I was very happy that he was captain uh, yeah. in the end because he has improved and he has grown over uh, his journey, which everyone does. Um, and now he's a great leader for the footy club. How's Hep going? Because he's come out and said that he would love to go again next year. Um, but he's also said, I don't want to carry on and drag it out if there's somebody else that can step into my role and do a better job. Um, yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? When players are coming towards the end of their, of their playing careers and we certainly don't want to retire Hep here, but, um, I think he's playing his role beautifully. I think he's actually settled into the season really well. Um, start of the year, um, sorry, the start of the year. So, uh, it's interesting when you get to 20 and John Worsfold was great for this when he, when he told me when he was coaching, you're 24 years old, you're out of form. People just say you're out of form. You're 30 or 31, you're out of form. People Mm. say you're done, you're retired. Tex Walker a couple of years ago, perfect example. Oh, yeah. People thought he was done. They were retiring. They were retiring him, him, all that, and now he's he's uh, carried on, and now he's kicking ten kicking goals 10. in games. Yeah, but same with Hep. Like if you're out of form at, at, at 31, or uh, yeah, that is, what's what he what he is now. In the early part of the year, he wasn't playing his best footy, and Brad rested him for for a game when he came back in. And I feel like now he's playing the best footy um, he's played for the last couple of years. Yeah, I agreed. feel personally agreed. that he's actually going uh, quite well down there, and he's finding his little niche uh, role for the for the footy club. So. Who knows if he wants to play again next year? If he if he feels like he can, if the club feels like he can, but I feel like when yeah, you gotta you gotta try to park retiring players too early versus just maybe out of form. Because mm-hmm. as I said, if you're 21 or 24 playing that way, it's people just say you need to maybe go back to the twos and, and get a couple of, bit of couple of weeks of confidence and play again. And whereas if you're 31, it's past you. So I feel I'm loving the fact that he's grinded the season out and now he's coming into really good form and playing some good footy.
Two restricted free agents at the footy club, defender Mason Redman and, of course, midfielder Darcy Parrish. But I want to ask you on Redman because yep. apparently the Bombers are pulling out all of the stops to, to get this quality player As to you stay. Would. Yes. Potentially, there's talk of him going back to South Australia, back to Adelaide. I might have heard a little bit of a rumour that he's bought a house in Millicent yes, as well. Yep. Um, where do you see him in, in 2024? Uh, I, I still see him at the Bombers. Yep. I feel like he loves the footy club, loves the players. Um, I've had lunch, I had lunch with him a couple of months ago and he loves Brad. Couldn't speak highly of, of Brad, more highly of Brad, sorry, and the players there, he um, he gets along with everyone, and and players love him. Redders is he's a character around the footy club. He's great. He's one of those great locker room guys. He uh, he's a leader by his own right, um, but he's also just a great lad around the mm. footy club. And I think he loves the footy club and wants to stay at Essendon. I know, both, probably both South Australian clubs will be throwing the kitchen sink at him because yeah. he is such a great halfback uh, for a club. He intercept marks, but he also, I mean, he kicks goals from 50 on the run. He'd fit in beautifully um, at the Crows, yeah, just saying. He will, just but saying. I think he'll still be at the footy club uh, for the next, hopefully, five, six years. Yeah, awesome. Great start by you. Stick around. You guys are listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, you know what to do. Hit the bell. Ethan Meldrum jumping in on the other side. Welcome back to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy with all the latest news, interviews and analysis with the world of AFL. Ethan Meldrum has jumped in the studio, Triple M Stats Guru. Ethan, how are you going? Good. How are you? And very, very well. And welcome to you, Zach. A big raps on you already out in the air. Oh, like. oh, oh thank you. Statistically, thank you. Give, us, give us a little bit of a... A rundown just of how Zach is elite going. in all categories. Oh, I love <laughs> that. Take that. Presence, chat, storytelling, everything. That's great. You'd love that. For that's me, pressure though. Hey, for next you, time if you get it, back in. exactly right. You've got to continue to get better. Yes. That's that's the the challenge here. Yeah, yeah pressure factor on other guests. Uh, <laughs> yes. At an all time season high, I think. <laughs> what do you got for us today? Um, I have got one on the bombers. I might save that till last. Yep. I'll start with the tigers. Uh, Zachy, you were talking about this before the break. Uh, since Minis come on board. There's been a lot of raps on him since he's taken over from Dimmer. Everything's lifted for the Tigers. Kicking efficiency, pressures lifted, forward half intercepts, scores print side 50s, 18th in the comp they were under Damian Hardwick. They're now third in the comp over the last four weeks. And just looking at like players, like the turnovers forced by players, of course, they haven't had the buy yet, so it's a little bit biased. They've got nine players in the top 40 over the last four weeks. Tim Taranto's number one. And you look at players like Trey Cotchins, way, way mm. up in there. Dustin Martin's the number three ranked general forward in the comp. Jack mm. Revolt is the number one ranked key forward in the comp. All of these senior players lifting. Feels like there's been a little bit of a refresh under, under Mini so far. It's amazing, that just the 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 reset and uh, I guess new vibe and new energy new from energy. a coach. I mean, yeah. but Mini has been there for a couple of years, but just steps into a new role and the players got a little refresh and reset the start. Well, halfway through the year, um, Dimmer obviously you win three flags with the coach, but then the club turns around almost in an instant uh, with him going and, and Mini stepping in. It's it's amazing to see. Interesting with Koch, isn't it? Because mm. under Dimmer, you know, even in the preseason, everybody's talking about him coming towards the end of yep. his career and him pushing forward and playing more. Um, in the forward line this year, but what he's been able to do in that midfield as well, game 300 on the weekend and and playing more midfield under Mini, Mm. um, he's just gone back to his natural game and seems very, very comfortable there. Yeah, Kochevold, 29 touches, two goals. He he looked unbelievable. How funny was that stat with Shorty? So he had zero disposals (laughs) inside their forward 50 for five goals. 
It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, so no team has kicked more goals outside 50 in the last five weeks than Jaden Short. <laughs> I it's, love that. It's remarkable. I wish uh, I had a leg like him. Oh, yeah. Don't we all? Would you have got five in your career? Uh yeah, I was always I was always 49, so I like to step oh. one in. I just couldn't kick 51, so I just inside. <laughs> I might look that up when we're done. Uh, I'll move on to Carlton. Their second quarter numbers against Gold Coast obviously helped turn their season around oh, yeah. a little bit. I mean, they're still 14th on the ladder, so we, we'll take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But numbers like I haven't seen before, well, at least in a while. So nine goals to none, plus 38 touches, plus seven tackles. Four goals unbroken at one point. Uh, they kicked three goals from centre bounce in a row after kicking a goal from Nick Newman. Six goals from centre bounce in a quarter. That's the highest by any team in 11 years. That was West Coast beating Brisbane by nearly 100 points 12, uh, 11 years ago. Centre clearance is 8-1 in that quarter. Just a huge number for Carlton. Shows how important midfield dominance is. I was watching this on, on the weekend and actually said to Amy, my partner, halfway through the first, I said, geez, Carlton just plays such a boring brand of footy right now. <laughs> they heard you. Yeah. And, I, and then 20 minutes later, I'm watching him kick nine in a quarter. So that was an amazing turnaround. Mm. Uh, but I guess if you're a Carlton fan, you're looking at that going, where the hell has this mm. been the last eight, nine weeks? This exciting brand of footy that we played last year, we lost our way a bit for yeah quite a few weeks. And then all of a sudden we can turn it on in one quarter. And yeah, you'd be you'd be excited by it, but you'd also be so frustrated the fact that you haven't been playing this way for so long. Run off half back, absolutely. Daring footy inside, they were kicking the ball inside forty fives and then just going. Mm. I've seen Adam Saad run off half back again. I loved watching that again. So hopefully they can turn it around and bring this form out. But it could have been the opposition. Gold Coast did not. Absolutely. After quarter time, no. they did and that, not that's up. where I'm going. I'm a big fan of Michael Voss of Paddy Cripps, and I want nothing more than to see. Paddy Cripps play one game in a final because he's had, Just what, 160-odd, 170-odd yeah. games and not one bit of final. So I, I am rooting for them on that front. But we can't be seduced by that second quarter, can we? Because they need to be able to do that consistently because the first, third and fourth quarters, what were they? They, yeah, were, well, they, they, bro- were, they broke even. They, they broke yeah, even. They broke even. Exactly. So whilst they were able to come out and kick nine in the second, we need to see that consistently and I really hope that they can continue to do that for the weeks to come. Yeah, big test in the second half of the season because obviously, as you were saying, Zach, we know what they can do. Now, mm. it's, now it's about doing it. Last one, Nick Martin. I want to talk about his yes. last four weeks. Uh, he was already close, but over the last four weeks, number one rated winger in the competition and comfortably as well. He's been averaging 27 touches, nine uncontested marks per game. Really high for even like Gramble gets and broken tackles. Not something you'd expect from a winger like him. Number one kick inside 50 in the comp as well over that time. Second place is Zach Merritt. So the Bombers yep. have got a couple of good ones there. <laughs> he has been unbelievable in the last four. Nick's a big dude too, isn't he? He's tall, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's that kind of really good size, half forward, wing, mid. Yeah. That's not, yeah, like not Zach Merritt's line. He's a bit taller and he can mark overhead, but also then his kicking is, like Essendon's been screaming out for good kicks for a couple of years. We've always had midfielders that can get in, get the ball, get it out, but we've sc- screaming for inside 50 kicks. And Zach Merritt's obviously been a great one, but to have a complimentary player in in, in Nick, it's it's mm. unbelievable. But it's also a great – he's a great poster boy and, and a few other players in the NFL are of that last list spot and the mid-season draft and, and just last list spots going into preseason. Like he wasn't on our list. And um, the AFL, obviously – I mean, it wasn't when I first started. That last list spot was kind of open for clubs to bring in players to to trade them through the preseason and, and kind of get uh, a look at them. And, and he's come in and just taken that. And within a year and a half, he's mm. now, for me, one of the great inside 50 kicks, good players in the competition that people love to come watch. I yeah. mean, I know for a fact Essendon supporters love coming to the footy just to watch Nick Martin. Totally. And 
look, the Bombers are rating really highly in a number of key facets of the game, but Zachy, you just made a really big call and said that they could finish top four. I know that they're currently sitting in six, but there's a few quality sides in there at the moment. So. I feel I feel like it's, uh, and you brought this up off air, it's a runaway <laughs> top three. So I'm going to steal your, your line here. that it's a runaway top this three. And all you. I agree with that. Uh, I think it's a runaway top three, but I feel like that fourth or even fifth, a home final at the G, MCG would be unbelievable for them. But I feel like the next five weeks for Eston is going to set their season up. They've got all sides around them. They've got Port in Melbourne, Adelaide in Melbourne, um, Fremantle, which they played well in Optus Stadium a month ago. Then you got Geelong and the Doggies. So that's all sides around where potentially they could mm. finish besides Port obviously is up there. But the other four sides, if they can go four and one in that, even three and two, it yep. sets themselves. They've got then Genevieve West, West Coast and North after mm. that. I'd put three wins down for them um, <laughs> in, in those three weeks. So uh, I feel like they can really aim for that. Obviously, they're not going to be talking this internally. I'm I'm saying this externally, but I feel yeah. like they can aim for that fourth or fifth spot. How do you think they're going to go this weekend? A massive game against Frio at Optus. You recently went over to WA and checked out that beautiful stadium over there. It's a cracking stadium. It is cracker, isn't it? Yeah, I love, uh, I love that stadium. It was great to play in, but even mm. to watch footy from, it's awesome. Freo will want to bounce back after last week. Uh, I watched that game they, against GWS. That, that was... That was no That good. was hard Deplorable, to watch. that was, yeah. 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 You look at them, I mean, yeah, they travel across country. They, they had played all right the last couple of weeks. Richmond, yeah, blew them out of the water, really. Only won by seven points, but they dominated that game and against them. So you think, all right, they're going to try and bounce back on the road, and, mm-hmm. and they were just terrible. So you're thinking they're going to try and really put it to Essendon uh, this weekend, but I think the boys are playing too good a footy for them. Uh, I think they'll open the game up, especially on Optus Stadium. Mm. It plays like the G, uh, nice big open over for them, and uh, I think they'll get the the job done because we do play up to stadium quite well. I think in the last sort of four or five years, we're, we've played a while, won some good games over there, and I think they'll continue. Hey, there are some cracking games this weekend, starting tomorrow at GMHBA Stadium with the Cats, the Ds, and Friday it is Spud's game, of course, with the Saints and the Lions. Crows take on Collingwood, Gold Coast, Hawks, Dockers, Bombers, Sydney, West Coast. There's some good ones in there. Yeah, a lot of close games as well, particularly tomorrow night. Like yes. you know, Geelong have been really good, really restrictive in the midfield, but no danger against Oliver, Petrarca, Viney, three really big boys. Big test. And then St Kilda need a win mm. uh, to keep keep the pressure on play, uh, teams like Essendon. And Brisbane need that win away as well. A lot on the line on that Friday night game. There is, isn't there? Why can't they win away? At home, they've won 25 of the last 29. What is it? it at the G? It's like five out of 35. That, or I can't remember what else. The MCG is where the magic happens. I oh, know. That's you where win. you got to win games <laughs> of footy. Hey, great work, you two. Zaka, your debut. Three votes. Thank you. You have to say oh, it. Just a clear BOG. <laughs> clear <laughs> BOG you. here. Stop it, guys. <laughs> you guys have been listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, you've got Joey and Justin Kaczynski ahead of a third annual Spuds match.